It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Panthers podcast. Glad to have you guys with us. Bill Rossetti here, joining you for another edition powered by BlueChew.com. We are going to talk a little bit about the future. We're going to go kind of back to the future, as it will, and talk about a story that published on ESPN just recently about the future of all 32 teams. We'll specifically talk about the Panthers, of course. We'll jump into that and we'll continue our pre-training camp positional previews with the running backs. But first, I do want to give a shout-out to a great writer and, and a great friend, Jordan Rodrigue, who has been who has just announced as one of the latest, newest editions of the Athletic. They had yesterday or Tuesday, whenever you're, depending when you're listening to this, another of those days where a whole bunch of writers have basically did their why I'm joining the Athletic articles or whatever you want to call it. And it was it was a great deal of uh, you know a good good amount of writers and some quality writers. Uh, Zach Berman's another one that comes to mind. He's going to cover the Eagles for the Athletic, but. Uh, just, just real quick, because I know Jordan's a well-respected writer among uh, Panthers community, and she is sticking with the Panthers. She is going to stay in the Carolina area and work with Joe Person. So, um, just wanted to give a, a shout out and congratulations to her on a, a big step in her career. You know, I, again, I got to meet her at the combine, and she's just one of the nicest people you could ever meet. So, very, very happy for her. But let's jump into it. Let's talk about the future. I, I know we're just getting into 2019, but you know th- this piece that Lewis Riddick put out on ESPN, I, I find pretty intriguing, and I, I just want to jump into it a little, a little bit. You know, focus on the Panthers and kind of touch elsewhere. Uh, but Lewis Riddick just did a post for ESPN where he ranked all 32 teams, but looking ahead to the the future. He, he actually gives projections for all 32 teams over the next three years. Actually, it was a host of people, I should say. Uh, Lewis Riddick is one of the people involved, but it was also Kevin Seifert and Field Yates. They looked at each roster and looked really at all different aspects of the roster. Uh, non-quarterback, quarterback, draft, front office, and coaching and they broke it down using this scale, if you haven't gotten a chance to see us on ESPN yet. So a score of 100 is an A-plus or elite. Uh, 90 would be an A-grade, that's great. Uh, 80s is a B, that's very good. 70 is a C, which is average. 60 is a D, which they consider very bad. And if they got 50 or below, or 50 and below... That is an F in which they consider that disastrous. And we'll scroll through. But of course, we're going to focus first on the Carolina Panthers, who they actually ranked at number 18 overall. Uh, actually giving them a, gr- a grade of 
76.7 overall. So grading out the or how they graded the Panthers, they gave them a score of 76.7 overall minus the quarterback. Because again, they did the quarterback separate. That was 19th among all the teams on this list. A score of 80.3 in the quarterback department. That's good for 15th. Coaching, 76.7. That's good for 17th. Draft, they gave him a score of 75. A score, uh, or that's a rank of 16. And their worst grade actually came in their front office of a 73.3. That ranked 20th among all the teams at that at that spot. Uh, so what they wrote, actually Field Yates wrote why they're here, why they're ranked 18th. And he writes, quote, the 2018 season captured the Panthers' present status in some ways. A roaring 6-2 start had many thinking Carolina would be a major factor in the NFC before the wheels fell off during a seven-game losing streak. With a dynamic quarterback in Cam Newton who made major strides in terms of accuracy last season and blue-chip talent on both sides of the ball, the Panthers can beat anyone if they play well. But the lack of edge pass rushing, inconsistent offensive tackle play, and lack of production of receiver limited Carolina last season. Newton is displaying positive recovery signs after shoulder surgery, but two surgeries in three off-seasons play a part in his and the team's future outlook. Certainly understandable. We, it's, it's all we talked about, it seems, all off-season was the health of, of Cam Newton. And obviously we know he's... Kind of getting up there in age, you know, not necessarily questioning the future, so to speak, yet of Cam Newton, but still those health concerns, and you just hope that the shoulder holds out. And then, of course, behind Cam Newton certainly is some question marks. Rookie Will Greer, Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen. So, you know, what's what's the... Uh, What's the plan if Cam Newton were to go down? Uh, the next thing they talk about is biggest worry. This is from Lewis Riddick. He writes, quote, Christian Caffrey answered my questions about his ability to be an every down back in 2018. 1,965 scrimmage yards, good for third in the NFL. And 2018 first round receiver DJ Moore is going to be a superstar. The question going forward centers around the health of Superman, specifically Newton's surgically repaired throwing arm. First, will it hold up and not be a problem? Second, will he protect himself? Finally, will he be even better than 2018 statistically, which was the best season of his career in completion percentage and his second best passer rating, and return to his 2015 form and lead this team back to the Super Bowl, unquote. Again, it, it sounds like a broken record. It all falls on the quarterback. I mean, he he's the catalyst of this offense. Without Cam Newton, this offense becomes... Very limited, but I, I fully agree with, with Lewis Riddick, and listen, we know, we know Lewis Riddick is a smart man, so usually when Lewis talks, we listen. Uh, we watched Christian McCaffrey become a superstar last year, and DJ Moore is certainly on the rise to becoming a top wide receiver. And then they write, what could change for the better? And this was written by Kevin Seifer. He writes, quote, a settled quarterback situation. Can we expect Newton to play at a high level at age 33, given the pounding his body has taken over the first eight seasons of his career? 
Since 2011, Newton has faced contact on 30% more plays than any other quarterback, according to ESPN stats and information and research. The Panthers' outlook would be better if Newton cut back dramatically on those hits or if he is given way to another talented talented player at that position, unquote. It just... And, and look, we're, we're not... Like I said before, we're not in a position right now where I don't think Cam Newton's future is, is questioned right now. Yes, would it be nice if they scaled back on his big hits and all these rushing abilities? For his long-term stability, yeah, that's, that's probably for the better. But that's just how... Cam Newton is that, that's that's just been what he is over his first eight years you know as he gets older yeah you would you would like to see him cut back on that like, like you said he's 33 years old you're, you're not seeing too many mobile quarterbacks or at least a lot of mobile quarterbacks at that age so it's you would you would like to think that especially with the emergence of Christian McCaffrey and the improvements on the offensive line and, and the weapons now that Cam Newton has, that they don't have to rely so much on the rushing ability of Cam Newton. Um, and at this point, there, there's really no strong succession plan at the quarterback position. I mean, Will Greer, to me, still has a lot of developing to do. So there, there's... It's going to be some time before I would think Wilker is even ready to take over for Cam Newton. But for now, it's all about the health of Cam Newton. It's all about making sure that shoulder is good to go. But overall, as we see, they see the Panthers as a pretty average team. That's what it boils down to. 76 is a pretty average score right smack in the middle of the rankings here. For the record, the team they have number one on this list for the future is actually the Indianapolis Colts, and that makes sense. Uh, they've obviously got stability at the quarterback position. Andrew Luck having a resurgence, and they actually graded him or graded the Colts 94 at the quarterback position, number three on the list. Uh, they they were the top team actually in their draft score with an 87.3. I mean, Ryan Grigson has just done a fantastic job developing this team through the draft. Uh, they got a 90 in front office. Again, credit to Grigson. Uh, even mid-80s for coaching and overall overall roster minus the quarterback. I mean, we saw last year, this is a very good roster with the Indianapolis Colts. And it would not surprise me at all if the Colts win the division this year. In fact, I think right now I would probably pick they would probably be my pick in the south to win the division would be the Colts. Then at number two they've actually got the New England Patriots even without Tom Brady. They they still like the roster overall. They have, uh, they have the top coaching score. They have the top front office score which basically is all Bill Belichick. So even with Tom Brady over 40 years old, even though there's no signs of him slowing down, they still look strong for the future. Number three on the list is the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, there's some that believe within the next three years. In fact, I, I want to say Riddick might have been one of them. I, I saw somewhere that someone was saying the Eagles are a good bet to win the Super Bowl over the next three years. Four is the Chiefs. 
five, the Seahawks. Six is the Steelers. Seven, they have the Saints. So that just tells you over the next few years, they still see a pretty significant gap between the Saints and the Panthers. Uh, number eight, they have the L.A. Rams. Nine, the Cleveland Browns. And at 10, they have the L.A. Chargers. And then the rest of the NFC South, they have the Falcons. As I scroll through here, they have the Falcons at number 15, so just above the just above the Panthers and the Buccaneers at number 26, a grade of just 72. So a pretty bleak future, they think, for the Buccaneers. And uh, by the way, the worst team they have, the team with the bleakest future, is arguably the, the worst team in the NFL right now, and that is the Miami Dolphins. Uh, it's, it's just a bad roster. The quarterback situation is very up in the air despite trading for Josh Rosen. You know, coaching Brian Flores, obviously this is his first year. Don't know what to expect. Draft, they've been very hit and miss in the draft. And front office has been much of a question mark as well. So uh, it's not exactly fun times right now in Miami. But that's a look at how ESPN sees the future of the Carolina Panthers and some of the other teams across the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So before we get back into the action, uh, let's take a quick moment, uh, turn around and speak of actual fun times that guys want to have. Uh, in a in certain situations, so to speak, and of course you can have those fun times with the help of Blue Chew, of course, one of our great friends here at the Locked On Network. Guys, we all know about those times when you just want to be ready to go, and Blue Chew just helps you get that full confidence. It gets you ready to go, gives you that increased performance, and you have an opportunity right now to try it for free with this special offer here from Locked On Podcast Network. So listen up. BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And you can take them anytime, day or night, and on a full stomach. So they'll be ready to go whenever that opportunity arises, especially considering they are chewable, so they're easy to take, Work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you're ready to go whenever you feel the need. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Listen, most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew is here to help you with that follow-through and help you get to round two. 
Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so there's no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and there's no more awkwardness, which is always a good thing. They're made in the USA, and they ship direct, which means they're cheaper than a pharmacy. So here's that offer I was telling you about. Visit BlueChew.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and get your first shipment for free. Just have to pay $5 in shipping. So that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to try it for free today. They're the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast and this network. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So as we jump back and continue looking at the positions here going into training camp, and you could just smell the training camp in the air. Because actually today, the rookies for the Cardinals and a couple other teams are actually reporting for camp. I think Seahawks rookies report today as well. And also one full squad, the full team for the Denver Broncos reports to camp today. Remember, the Broncos play in the Hall of Fame game on August 1st, so that's just two weeks from tomorrow. I mean, just think about that for a minute. We will have an actual football game. Again, then we'll realize it's just a lot of backups and fourth stringers playing, but we'll have an actual football game to watch in just about two weeks. That's how fast it's coming. But the Broncos reporting the training camp today, and I think the Falcons not too long thereafter. It might even be tomorrow. I haven't. I have to double check the schedule, but it's here. It, it's getting here again. The Panthers reporting one week from today on the 24th. First practice tomorrow on the 25th. But as we look at the running back position now, there's really not much to talk about. I mean. I, there, there's really much that hasn't been said at this point about Christian McCaffrey. Again, let's, let's go back to what Lewis Riddick wrote about him briefly in that Panthers Future article. He proved he can be an every-down back. He proved he can be a superstar. There's really no questions now on the health or the production, the ability of Christian McCaffrey He's a star in this league. He's quickly become one. And the only question now is how much is he going to be on the field? Are they actually going to take him off the field more than they did last year? Are they going to put other running backs in? Or are they just going to continue to ride the horse? But with McCaffrey in the backfield, there, there's really no worry. So it's good to have the running back position absolutely stabilized for the Carolina Panthers. The battle now is behind McCaffrey. They brought back Cameron Artis-Payne, and of course you uh, brought in Elijah Hood during free agency, and you still have Reggie Bonifon, who was an undrafted rookie last year, 
And then, of course, the two rookies this year, fifth-round pick Jordan Scarlett and undrafted rookie Elijah Holyfield. Now, both these rookies, I, th I think, are pretty intriguing, especially Holyfield. Remember, there was a lot of buzz on Holyfield. A lot of speed, a lot of ability, but unfortunately, he had a dismal combine, and that just killed his stock and led to him going undrafted, and the Panthers were able to scoop him up. But if they can get his confidence up, if they can get his ability up, his rushing ability, all, all that stuff, this is a player that probably could contribute a little bit on special teams, uh, can be that kind of third or fourth running back should they decide to keep that many. So uh, if there's one name to watch here during training camp, I think it's Holyfield. I'm, I'm really going to be interested how he bounces back, how he's motivated from having that poor combine and having gone through the draft, not being selected and having to wait until free agency. And then we've talked about Scarlett a bit in the past. Um, good running back. You know, we, we know he's a good back on the field. It was just his off the field stuff, specifically that credit card issue that led him to be undrafted or, or not just un, not undrafted, but fall to the fifth round. Without that, he probably goes a little bit higher in the draft, but uh, for a fifth round pick, and obviously that credit card thing is pretty well in the past. Uh, he served a suspension. He's learned from it. He's grown. So uh, he, I'll, I'll be interested to see him as well, you know, get some carries and how he, how he kind of handles himself both on and off the field. So if there's two guys I'm really excited to watch, it's going to be the two rookies, Scarlett and Holyfield. Uh, Bonifant is another guy that maybe could contribute on special teams. Cameron Artis Payne, you have to think he's squarely on the roster bubble. Um, he's been he's been hit or miss over the the four years he's been on the team now. I mean, this, this is already going into his fifth year with the team, and you, you have to wonder what his role is going to be, what his future is going to be, with this team, so it's it's really going to be interesting to follow practice and watch these preseason games and look at the distribution of the reps between Artist Payne and Scarlett and maybe even Holyfield. I, th I think specifically between Scarlett and Artist Payne, I think is going to tell a lot as to who they trust more, who they like, who they like more, and. You know, a guy like Scarlett, I don't think he's necessarily on the roster bubble being a rookie, but I mean, you never know. We've seen fifth-round picks get cut in the past as rookies. But Artis Payne, I really do feel at this point, is fighting for his job with the Panthers here. I think if guys like Scarlett and maybe even Holyfield or Hood or even Bonifin, if they step up, and remember, you've got Alex Arma there too that can you know, take reps or just kind of be there as that fullback. So there's not a lot of wiggle room, I think, at, at the running back position. So to me, this is a big training camp for Cameron Artis Payne. Otherwise, I think you could very well see him among the final cuts. Because um, to me, McCaffrey is the only lock, I think, at this position. If you're looking at the final 53-man roster, 
Scarlet, I think, is going to have a good choice, good chance, though. I think the team feels pretty confident in Scarlet, so I would imagine he's got a good chance to be the number two. And then again, Arma, is, I think, is going to be there as the kind of fullback, H-back type guy. So then really you're looking at Art Artist Payne, Ho Holyfield, Hood, and Bonifin for probably just one, maybe two spots, depending on other positions. But, I mean, you're likely going to have a lot of depth at offensive line. You're going to have a bunch of names at wide receiver, on defense. I mean, I don't know if there's, there's going to be room where you're going to be able to keep four running backs. So it may only be three running backs plus Alex Arma when all is said and done. So this is going to be an intriguing backup battle, I think, behind Christian McCaffrey. So with that happy thought in mind, uh, next time we jump into these, we'll look at the wide receivers, which really is going to be fascinating to watch all these players battle it out and who ends up making the final roster. But we'll dig into the wide receivers next time. As always, follow me on Twitter, of course, at Bill underscore Setti. And as always, I really do appreciate the support. Remember to follow the podcast on Himalaya and whichever other streaming service you choose to use. And until next time, take care, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.